Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got an heart. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. They're all going to laugh at you. I'm listening to the Jersey Cool. Hey, everybody. What's up? And welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. And we have whittled it down to the final four of our March Madness Human Serial Killers of Horror series. Joining us for this final leg of our tour is uh, Stephen Bay from Analog Jones and the Temple of Film and Matt Kelly from Geekscape and Horror Movie Night. And we know podcasting gentlemen Welcome back. Every time you go to say human serial killers, I think you're going to say human centipede for just a millisecond. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how you start off the final four right there. A human centipede reference. Yes. Perfect. And that'll be next year's. Who do you want to be in a human centipede centipede with? (laughs) 32 contestants (laughs) must fight. It's going to be like the best Netflix dating show. Thirty-two eligible bachelors. <laughs> I'm telling you, the only way I'm doing it is if I'm the first leg of that that whole series. So, yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah. So, as you probably well know, and please follow along with us at the. Uh, you okay? You yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just preparing. I'm preparing. Okay. This um, first one's gonna be a big fight. We, <laughs> it is gonna be a big fight. We have whittled it down to four. We have Leatherface versus John Doe to start this one off. Uh, we've come a long way. Leatherface has survived a lot of narrow two-to-one votes here, but it's uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre's Leatherface versus Seven's John Doe. Jackie, you go first. I know where Jackie's going. John Doe. <laughs> I've already said my piece about Leatherface. He's perfectly fine, but um, he is perfectly, he's perfectly fine. fine. Is he? <laughs> yeah, right. um, if we are going, I- I've said a very meticulous detail-oriented, intelligent serial killer. He's the man with the plan. He is John Doe. Okay. Okay. Steven, where are you falling on this? Oh, this is <laughs> pass. I'm not, no, I'm not, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> so Texas Chainsaw Massacre is my absolute favorite horror movie. Is it really? I, I really, like if you told me what is the best horror movie that has ever been made, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the movie that I will slide across the table wow, to. Wow, really? Truly, genuinely, I think that The Shining is overrated a little bit. I think that Texas Chainsaw Massacre takes the cake. I think that we've talked about 
first appearance of Leatherface iconic. Uh, the just pure terror that is throughout that movie, the the anxiety, the stress, everything. That being said, as much as it kills me to say goodbye to my my sweet sweet boy, what? I think I have to vote for John oh Doe. My God, why I have to I have to because I'm thinking about it. Here's here's what it comes down to. When I think about the definition of what is a serial killer, I'm thinking of people primarily like a Dahmer. A, a Ted Bundy, uh, like these very thought out, planned, meticulously crafted kills. Um, and I honestly, I will say it again. I think that if this was the Sawyer family, oh, she's gone. <laughs> she straight up left. <laughs> she had enough of our shit. She's out. <laughs> to someone who's not here (laughs) what what is great what is great is i i'm sitting here and you know i'm I'm away from everyone i see the window and i just see her go past it at least i think so did you go outside i was gonna john doe both of these geniuses for voting the wrong way that's why i was out there about to to plot my revenge um (laughs) i i just like we're we're leading into the final two and I'm thinking about what do what do I define a serial killer as? And I think when I'm thinking of what is a serial killer, I think of John Doe more. I, I think sh- of Leatherface. But again, I should never even let this movie in the fucking bracket. It's not even a horror movie for fuck's sake. Well, most serial killer movies aren't. <laughs> they usually are thrilled. Can we please rewind the very beginning of the very first episode where Marissa, where Marissa was like. I'm going to host because I have no skin in this game. I don't have a horse in this race. I don't have a horse in this race. So I can't believe it's about that. This horse has made it all the way to the final. Whatever. I think I, there's a chance this horse might win. If... Fucking bullshit. <laughs> because I'm about to throw some fucking curveballs on the next one. But, but I cannot look, believe it. I, and I will I'm say this once again. I'm putting the blame on you. You wrote Leatherface and not Sawyer Family. If this was Sawyer Family, right, I'd be swayed right. a hell of a I lot more. Be, listen, I would be so, <laughs> you're right. Because if Chop Top was in here, I'd be like, game fucking yeah, over. But no, we're talking about Leatherface, who's kind of just someone that they, tur- he's like he's like the, the bulk in a D&D campaign. Like you just point it where to kill and it goes no, and kills. God, is it so effective. But I think John Doe, by the traditional <laughs> definition of a serial killer, it's got to go in there with John. Yeah, this is what surprised me because I, I didn't think Leatherface would ever make it this far because he was just like a one trick pony. And like I checked Leatherface when we did the final, I don't want you to know my other one, but um, I checked him because I was like, you know, John Doe gets to the point, even though I've kept him alive in this, well, not kept him, you know, I voted for him throughout this entire thing because of the details and everything like that. But then it gets to a point it's like, yeah, he just kind of, he wants to get caught. He wants to like just, be part of the public and everything there's one thing that i respect about leatherface and the whole family and everything like that is they don't want to i respect that and they're like we are dumb we are cannibals we just you know are living in the middle of nowhere that's why we're getting away with this It has nothing to do with intelligence but at the end of the day they don't want to be caught and i respect that more and i find that like i respect that more in serial killers at least you're doing it to not get caught i can't stand the ones who are just like i want to be part of the zeitgeist i want to be popular 
Um, even though I do think, oh, I voted for a lot of those throughout this entire thing. So I listen, I know Jonathan Doe goes through and that's okay. It's okay. But I will say that these, these morality, what really chaps, what really chaps my ass and grinds my gears about all this is people like the, the killers like John Doe and the killers like Jigsaw, who in my head was a really big miss for us, by the way. Yeah. The fact that we didn't have like the jigsaw killer. Yeah, I just wouldn't have voted too much for jigsaw. Yeah, it's a swing and a miss too. If I'm talking I think, about wasn't, wasn't jigsaw on the original list? Yeah. I feel like you had him on the. Oh no, I don't think I he thought you did. List. Huh. Um, because then I think it got into the tricky. Well, did he actually like uh, other than that? Oh, first film, that's like, right. That's um, right. But anyway, the the bullshit morality of this really really just disturbed me because it's like in some way, shape, or form, John Doe really does think he's doing this like profound important work and this moral but i guess doesn't that make him scarier no it just makes him fucking annoying to me Leatherface isn't gonna fucking lecture me about oh mercy you're guilty of the and i've listened i often like which of the seven like i play this game in my head all the time and i'm curious to hear your answers which of the seven sins might they dab me on and which of which what would jigsaw's thing would be be jigsaw would be like marissa you constantly sit around eating ho-hos on your couch instead of actually enjoying the world. Like, you know, like you're now going to have to go hike until you die. Like, that would, right, like, that's probably what I I mean, that'd be a quick death. Oh, the listeners couldn't see how fast you flipped him off. It was great. <laughs> um, no, because, yeah, but not, not wrong, but fair. And like with the seven deadly sins, I'm like, okay, but like the, the fucking morality, they're twisted bullshit. And again, I'm gonna put my feminist minority pants on here. I'm gonna make fun of white people like I often do, apparently. Um, fuck you, white male, straight man telling me what I've done wrong with my life. Fuck you, Jigsaw. Fuck you, John Doe. It, it, there's like this personal weird gripe I have with these killers because I'm like, you don't get to decide the morality for the world. It's such a fucking bullshit issue that I take with society. Society's always trying to tell me what I'm doing wrong. And these guys perpetuate that on a fucking microcosm and it pisses me off. Plus, if I'm being totally honest, this film is so nihilistic when it comes to the horror movies and the world of the serial killers of horror, it, it pains me to see the iconic Leatherface go. Because probably because I was afraid of him for like the first 30 years of my life. So, all right, maybe first 40. All right, maybe <laughs> I'm still afraid. <laughs> but all right, uh, fair enough. John Doe goes through, you guys. Is, and as, that as, leads to why we are being attacked as white males. Let's get yeah. into that. Yeah. Okay. Stephen and I can't even put out our opinions without some feminazi screaming at us in their kitchen. As the, as the Leatherface defender, is there a variation of Leatherface that Ooh. you would want if there's a, a Leatherface is going to kill you, there's no doubt about it. You are done. Is, is, I was going to say, is there really? a variation of Leatherface? I want him to dance with the body on top of the car. Like, I want that That's my favorite one. And, and if I'm being completely honest with you, if I have to choose someone from the clan to get me, I, Chop Top's always been my favorite. I don't See, know why I, I love him so much, but I, I, do. I, I have you. such a love of really both, both iconic Leatherfaces in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I love. I love that first reveal yeah. with like the, the rotted yellow mask. But then I love the like all made up in his nice too. suit. With like his little fancy pants and his makeup. Me too. I, maybe I want hot take. Maybe I want new generation leather face to get me. No, Sassy. I got I got a problem with new generation. I was so I actually literally was just listening to a podcast where they like were breaking down all of the Friday the third or Friday the 13th, all the Texas Chainsaw mm-hmm. Master leading into this new movie. And they pointed out something about next gen that I that I was like, yeah, that is true. Is they're like, 
up until this point, like like Kenzie said, oh, like oh, they're very opening. Yeah, they're that, very supportive but of this. Next gen really now does feel they, like just like cross-dressed and weird. Like it's yeah, just like very like, like it's like him at his most gender fluid and, and then the it. shittiest about it. Yeah. Although let's be honest, by that point they probably were like, well, to be more honest to what these characters are, it's probably more likely they wouldn't be this. Uh, but listen, we've been quoting Letter Kenny for God knows how long, and that show is great because it subverts what you expect of that like crowd of people. I know, I love them. Like I think that that's I think that that's not by accident. No, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I think that there is an element of like, hey, the Sawyer family might be fucked up, but they're way more accepting and welcoming than this other group that just goes out of their way to constantly harass the one disabled different oh, person in there. No, it makes me sad. And, and it is. It feels like it, that movie. You're right. That does do that whole clan dirty because yeah. the whole the whole rest of the series they were very cool about it. Um, um, but yeah, no, I mean, trust me, leather. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I feel like Marissa's angle of this was like. Which serial killer do I want to hang out with more? Because obviously, yes, leather. I might try the barbecue. I, <laughs> I, yeah, I haven't tried flesh. I don't know if I like it or not. I mean, barbecue sauce kind of covers everything pretty well. Like, I'm just throwing it out there. All right. All right next up, you guys. Norman, I don't know how you guys are going to land. Norman Bates versus Angela. And I feel like Matt Kelly just wants to watch the world burn. I'm, I'm throwing Angela Gauntlet okay. in there right now. I'm starting off the conversation. Uh, Fair enough. I was, look, I was already pushing oh, that Norman Bates didn't deserve to be in this. Oh, okay. In the, at this yeah, point. Yeah, you, you might not I want it. I want it. Harry Powell. It would have been a much more difficult decision for me if it was the Harry mm-hmm. Powell versus Angela, at this point, it's just personal preference. Angela's fucking crazy. <laughs> and does some of the craziest shit I've ever seen anybody do. <laughs> I, you got, I don't know. What do you guys think? This one about I, I, I mean, th- this gets to the point where I'm like, Angela's just kind of dumb, like with her like killing, how she's doing it and covering it up and everything like that. Versus Norman Bates. At least he's trying not to get caught. It almost seems like Angela's like, yeah, I don't give a shit where I put him. I don't know, drown him, under, you know, all this stuff. Yeah, I'm not um, sure she's thinking it out. Like, she's, yeah. That's no, <laughs> no, it's she's like, and child. it's almost like, and it goes back to this. It's almost like she wants to be caught because she's so careless. At least with Norman, he's putting the cars in the lake, which, by the way, I always thought about this. You can only do that so long yeah. before cars start, like, piling out. But, um, oh, shit. no, and... I'll be back. I gotta make a few changes to <laughs> <in> the lake. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't sympathize with him, but at least he doesn't want to get caught, you know? Um, and that's why I, and I've gone back to this a couple times with Leatherface is, like, I always want my serial killers to, if they're going to win, at least try to not get caught to win, I guess, in a way, but yeah, I know. I don't. I guess my personal preference actually is still Norman Bates because oh, Jackie, he's oh. uh, I mean, he's a male and he's the best, right? Right, feminist podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Are you gonna really let Angela um, not make it to the final two on your feminist <laughs> podcast? It would be it would be against who we are if we did it based on that. Um, so we have one vote for Norman, one for Angela. It is interesting also to see that both of these characters do have there's. A, there's something to be said here, and I don't have the time to wrap my brain around the academic discourse, but for both of these characters and gender fluidity slash identity issues, I find yeah. interesting. That Honestly, except for John Doe, our yeah. final four have a gender fluid. It's very, you're right. All three of them share that. That's fair. Um, and now before you vote, you got to remember, this man is a taxidermist. He's very talented. Very talented. <laughs> That's very true. Not yeah. easy to do. He's crazy. A lot of, sta- a lot yeah. of steps there. Um, and he can drill a hole through a wall and creep you out. 
but but also Edgeland endured summer camp, which in my head has always been the ultimate hell that a kid could go through. I mean, I don't know. I've never been, but. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wonder if that's why I didn't vote for this secretly. I've never been to camp like oh, that. Oh, God, yeah, me neither. I, I did like day camp. Oh, you didn't do sleepaway camp? But I didn't camp? do any sleepaway camp. Nope. You no. didn't do sleepaway camp? No. Like, that that's shocking. I've done like, at the most, I've done like, oh, we're doing a church retreat for like two days. But like the idea of like my parents just being like, we're not dealing I, with you for a couple yeah, months. Yeah. That has never no, been a situation. I, I had like way too much separation anxiety as a kid. Like I would not have wanted to leave really? my mom and dad for that long. Man. Now I would have been sent to sleepaway camp, cried the first night and begged them to pick me up the next day. I know it. I, I had a yeah. lot of separation. I used to I used to go to karate class, and I remember in the beginning. I know you used to do karate. So uh, I was like I was like six years old, and I was like, so cool. Um, and I remember there was like plenty of nights where I, my mom would drop me off. Like literally, it's That's in our and, and it's in our town. Like yeah. I literally lived like four blocks away right. from it. And one of my parents' friends was like the teacher of the class, so I knew the guy that was the, the teacher. Sensei. Yeah, I knew every you know, and she would drop me off. And like 10 minutes in, I would just sit down and cry. And like, what's wrong? I'm like, I miss my mom. I was. I had a lot of separation anxiety as a kid. I did. So I, like I said, as I got a little bit older, um, Gloucester County College had like day camp. And like one summer, like, you know, you would just go from like eight to four, Monday through Thursday. Like I did theater camp one year. I did computer camp one year. Like you get to pick whatever subject you want. So I did the day stuff. But yeah, never did the never did the sleepaway. See, stuff. in the hood, we didn't like literally there was no camp. Like I didn't even know camp was a thing. It was a thing in the movies. I didn't know it was real. It was I just assumed it was like so that's why you like part life. three so much because right. you relate to the idea that like we're just gonna roll into the inner city and take some kids into yep. the woods. And they, we had like rec programs during the summer, which was just like the wild west. You would go, your parents would dump you in a gym with kids of every age. There was no curriculum, there was no program, and they'd be like, "All right, see you in a few hours, kid. Good luck." And you would just like play. There was pool, there was basketball. You would just, and that that was it. Everybody just was literally the wild west. And that was the closest I got to camp. Was a couple times, and my parents would dump me in there if they had something to do during the summer. So, so yeah, yeah, and I was I was born out in the country, so they're like, "We're not gonna pay for you to go out in the woods. It's right <laughs> behind us. Go." <laughs> <laughs> all right um we need a vote here and jackie's difficult decision yeah it's time to go what my mom's calling me i miss my mom <laughs> <laughs> i want to go home my mom oh um, angela sleepaway camp wow. yes! Wow. yes that's an upset oh yes um, <laughs> i hope you're happy folks because our final matchup <laughs> in the this one's almost as bad as last year's. Oh, wait, so we're not gonna eulogize Psycho and Norman no, Bates real yes, quick? Yes, yes, yes. So let's eulogize. You googly. Yes, you googly. I think I knew what a you googly was. Um, I, I mean, it's it's an iconic movie, right? Arguably one of the best horror movies of all time. If if someone's, you know what? If, it was funny because when you were like saying that if someone were to be like, "What's the perfect horror movie?" You'd give them Texas Chainsaw. I might give them Psycho. I mean, that's on my top five for me. I so I'm gonna come at you a little bit. Oh yeah, Look, just a little bit. Yeah, just no, a little bit. I'm, go for it. I would argue that Psycho is just as much a thriller over a horror film as Seven would be. No, that's fair. Like, that's really like, fair. Yeah, I don't think I would insanely disagree with you. Yeah, I think to me. Uh, that's interesting. I'd have to chew on why. I, I also, and also by, by something else that we threw out there, I, I agree that I would say that it's a horror movie. If I was ranking my top horror films, I would include Psycho in that conversation. But I think that it does have a lot of thriller tendencies and leanings. You know, you said in the beginning, even like 
technically a, a serial killer, we, we would say three or more. And Norman didn't even pull no, that off. There's a lot of technicalities. Although you could, I mean, one could. I would imagine that there was more there than was just those two people. More, yeah. I don't think that was the first car he dumped into a lake. <laughs> like, wow. Okay. No. I'm... But it is a, it is a masterpiece. It's and it's it's it a, a beautifully made movie. Again, I think horror films really live or die. I think by the last maybe ten minutes of them sometimes, and I think of the last ten minutes of Texas Chainsaw. I think of the last the the party scene reveal in in Scream, and I think of mm-hmm. you know the Norman Bates reveal. I could maybe do without like the fifteen minute exposition of like. <laughs> what is a cross dresser <laughs> but but like it is a very there it's i mean it's a great movie for a reason and it it was it's i mean earlier we had it up against night of the hunter like we had yeah, that that bracket was tough, a lot of stacked a movies tough, uh a tough climb to like nor like norman bates went really far considering he had to go up against some tough cookies well i mean maybe not so much mick and creep but definitely towards that tail end uh yeah yeah fair. but but no, but I, I mean, it is great. It's a, arguably one of the best horror films ever created. Mm-hmm. Steven, I want to hear you eulogize Psycho. Uh, it shot really well. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I, like the I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think it's really hard to like put anything new out there. It's just amazing. You know, Hitchcock is a creep in himself making a movie about a creep. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's fair. It's kind of just like perfect. And and, uh, and we could also see someone else taking a good director at the time too, you could say, you know, um, I didn't really follow Gus Van Sands, you know, career very much, but I mean, he takes it basically shot for shot and it just gets destroyed because it's terrible. What was the point? It was like the definition of why the hell do a remake? And they're like, oh, we'll do one better. We'll do everything exactly the same. <laughs> why? Why so, do you take these remakes that should never be remade and remake them? So the funny thing about that, I, I bought the Scream Factory Blu-ray for that because it came with a commentary track. And I was like, I want to hear this commentary track. I want to know. Yeah. And I kind of respect it a little bit more. Just That's like, just called gaslighting. Well, just like, because like from hearing <laughs> Gus Van Sant, essentially Gus Van Sant was like, Goodwill Hunting did so amazing and it like put him from like indie filmmaker mm-hmm. into into the mainstream and they're like they let me do whatever I wanted they were like you can make any movie you want it and he was like would they even be willing to <laughs> like it was almost like it started as a joke he's like I basically did what college students are told to do in film classes essentially and like as an experiment, reshoot a movie just to see like the nuances of it. So he's yeah. like, I almost was just doing it as like a, he's like, hey, if I can get Universal to pay me to learn how to be a better director by recreating how a great director directed something like, cool, this is like free film school. That uh, It's me getting film school where I get paid to do it. And then he like went on to make a bunch of other like small indie films mm-hmm. that are horrifying. Elephant is like one of the most uncomfortable movies yeah. I've ever watched. I, knew I hated it. Um, so I think that's funny. That makes me dislike the remake of Psycho more. Yeah, yeah just me wasted too. Me money. Too, to be honest yeah. with you, yeah. Um, uh, like that's such like a uh, I don't I love know. The call. Such, I just <laughs> love the audacity. 
Um, I think no, the reason why Psycho is going to be a horror movie forever and why I think at the end of the day, if I'm opening Blockbuster, I'm putting seven in the thrillers, not the horror, is because Norman Bates and, and what he did with that film was create the slasher genre in a weird way, or at least really bring it into the modern the modern like world because the, the, the shower scene and the murders that occur on screen with, you know, all everything happening is so the beginning of slasher horror as we know it. Yeah. So it's like this movie has to go be filed as a horror movie. Otherwise, so much of what Hitchcock did, Hitchcock made thrillers, but he made he also made horror movies. And I think his horror movies are distinctly horror genre and they created the boundaries of a horror movie. So I think I think Psycho, why why it's, it's weird to see it go is because and I'm not mad, I'm not mad at it at all. I like Angela yeah. a lot, but I think I think it, it deserves credit as being one of the the OG, you know, slasher films. And Norman Bates deserves the credit of being like an OG slasher horror film guy. So, all right, you guys. Yeah, you're, here it goes. Uh, John Doe from Seven versus Angela from Sleepaway Camp. Two vastly different vibes here. Yeah. <laughs> very gonna, different vibes in our final here. I'm yeah. going to throw the gauntlet down again because I feel like it's the controversial opinion. I'm going Angela. <laughs> you're going Angela for the best. I'm going Angela killer. for the best killer part. Not that my vote would matter, but okay noted <laughs> i think i'm with you yeah. <laughs> all right you guys what do you think yeah i have a really tough time for this because like i voted against both of these films basically <laughs> for the same it. reason it. <laughs> like basically for the same reason they both kind of just want to get caught i mean he wants to get caught on purpose it's like part of his plan mm-hmm. and then she wants to get caught you know like in the back of her mind like yeah. you know it's kind of like just doing things a little reckless and kind of dumb at certain points but um i yeah i guess with this i'm kind of just gonna go with my heart of like what movie do i want to watch <laughs> what movie do i want to sit down and be entertained by and brad pitt can't overcome how fun an 80s cheesy <laughs> slasher film is with a fantastic vhs cover Stephen bay is going with angela <laughs> I was so nervous. I was like, don't make me be a tiebreaker again. <laughs> no, honestly, my how your mighty John Doe fell quick in your house of cards, huh? <laughs> my reasoning that oh, I am well thinking... played pun there with House of Cards, Kevin Spacey. My reasoning for picking Angela is John Doe so that you know we all know his crazy shit that he does. Angela. Equally, she's doing all this crazy shit. The kills are inventive. She's doing this and that. John Doe is a full-grown man. Angela, she's just a little kid. She's just a little kid. She is. She's a little nugget. Still coming into her own. Her little train bra. And she's like, but you know what? I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. That's a bad bitch move right there. Eat shit and live. Now, Leatherface makes it through. You guys go the same way? No, that's why I voted for John Doe. I no, I would Angela vote for Leatherface. Angela You fucking saboteur! You fucking saboteur! You motherfucker! That's it, get out of my house. You sabotaged it! Another example of a white man being attacked. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you're, you're privileged? Um, you sabot because if Leatherface goes up against Angela, Leatherface wins. Yeah, no, yes. I would have voted that way. Really? So I, had oh, to... I wouldn't have voted. You yeah. would have voted. I would have. Steve, hypothetically, if this motherfucker if... didn't sabotage our bracket, 
Leatherface um, goes through. Was it was it a two to one vote, or did my deciding Leather final vote not matter at Le all? <laughs> Leatherface goes through. Do you vote Leatherface or Angela? Leatherface. <laughs> you would have voted Leatherface too, right? No, no, she would have voted Angela. Angela. It would have been a two one. God mm -hmm. fucking okay. <laughs> so congratulations to Angela. Yes. Yes. As as John Doe did win. Well deserved so, queen. Okay, so Marissa, who has been politely and quietly just sitting here while we've done all yeah, the discussion, not not injecting any no, of her. I was so quiet the first thirty-two or sixteen. <laughs> she had yes. zero horses so, no, in the race at that point. Yeah. Well, no. So I'm curious now. Let's go from back from the beginning. Okay. You had to pick. Looking at the thirty-two, uh, yes. everybody can put in their opinion. Looking at the original thirty-two, you had to pick the ultimate winner from that 32. It goes your way every single my time. My perfect matchup for the final would have been the Fireflies versus the Geckos. That would have been my okay. perfect. Okay. And in, who wins that? <laughs> Don't make me choose. I will not. Um, no, in my head, yeah. if I had the perfect lineup, I either had Leatherface going against like Norman Bates, if I'm doing one-on-one, or in my wildest dreams, the Geckos Gekko versus yes. Fireflies. Okay, that's How about you? What's your wildest dreams? My wildest dreams would probably be Hannibal Lecter. Mm, oddly enough, like I kind of want like Hannibal Lecter versus Rhoda from Bad Seed because I just love Ooh, I love the little kid that has been malicious for years because she's like what eight bad. years yeah. old when bad. we see her in the movie and we know for a fact she has killed in the past. Did we get rid of the good son with uh, Macaulay Culkin? And Elijah Wood. Yeah, it's too overlapping. We're like bad seed, good son. We got rid of that one. We're like we don't need all the killer kids. <laughs> Just one will do. I mean, we got dangerously close to my exact scenario that I wanted, which was Leatherface Angela. So, yeah, we got so, dangerously close. So, I mean, I, I actually, wanted Billy to get, actually. Let me ask you this question, because again, I love Leatherface, but mm -hmm. let's say Billy won this battle, battle, this okay. early battle. I still go Gecko. Okay, you would still go because I feel like I would still go Billy. Oh, you. And would. then if you had a Leatherface versus Billy, I that would be that's a tough one for me to decide. I would go Billy in that. I think I would too. Though I don't know. What about I actually? I I wrote down what I thought the four were going to be. Like I was just trying to get in all of your heads. Plus, I didn't know Marissa was going to be a judge. I thought we were. So I I wrote down Hannibal Lecter. Because mm -hmm. I thought I was like, okay, he's the icon. He's he's people are gonna be like, oh, I gotta vote for him. Um, and I thought the original Frank Zito was gonna be in this. If you go back to the first mm -hmm. episode, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay, it's that one, because he's so creepy. Yeah. And I thought people would like vote like, oh man, that guy's creepy as shit. So creepy. <laughs> and I thought Scream, the boys from Scream, Beautiful. would make I it a lot farther. And I thought they'd yeah. be part of the final four. And then I thought my other dark horse, Bev. Yeah, yeah, and that's who I thought the original four were going to be. So when we were going through this, yeah, I was really shocked at how this went. Me too. And Bev, um, Bev and Billy and Stu got kind of done dirty with like probably the toughest matchups in the in the first thirty two. For they sure, fell, yeah, they they fell into that middle of the the bracket where the battle yeah. is so much harder. You know, yeah. like just like in real sports, like you get those middle those first couple of early middle contenders are usually the best games. Yeah, and the first the matchup with Bev and Frailty at the very beginning, I said those were my two dark horses that I wrote down because I was like, okay, it's gonna play what oh religion was gonna play, and then Bev was just gonna be like a fun dark horse going through it. And uh, it really surprised me when they first came up against each other. I was like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? These are the two I wrote down. <laughs> so it was, you know, and, you know, another thing that surprised me in this entire thing, 
uh, was how much Marissa and I agreed on a lot of these serial killers. Because at the very beginning, I thought Jackie and I would be a lot on the same wavelength where we're like, oh, I like this. It's pretty simple. This is doing this and everything like that. And then uh, when we started talking more about it, how much I was like, wait, am I really just that agreeing with Marissa that much? (laughs) And it surprised me. Not that, you know, I'm like, oh, we're just totally different. She's from the uh, she's from the city and I'm from the country. You know, it's just like, (laughs) how did we agree this much? You seem so horrified in that, Steve. I'll be a no, not horrified. <laughs> That's why I was trying to, like, when I r- was writing notes, you know, I said my biggest surprise is how much I agreed with Marissa throughout. Mm-hmm. And it's because I thought, well, I mean, because it seems like Jackie and I uh, have the same, like, you do. Yeah. When we go into a film, it's just like, I want to escape. I just want to relax no, you and everything that. like that. Yeah, it doesn't make, it seems like you would match up way more than yeah. I would match up with either of you. <laughs> I know. It's just like, you're, we're like the, what is it? The, the country mouse and the city mouse. Like we just come together and we're like, <laughs> we both agree about serial killers. How about that? <laughs> so true. And I just so rolled true. in like a wild card. You did. Yeah. You came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> well, you, you um, came in, you're like, I have an agenda. It's getting <laughs> Angela to you the You were finals. so nefarious about it. You were so calculated in ways that I never even think to be, and I'm jealous about it. Like, I would, I'm just, I just think long game a lot of the you time. Do, like, is, I'm, that's why I'm bad at chess. I never do. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't know how to play chess, but like, Seriously? like, this was like a prime example where I was like, I don't care who wins this because they're not going to beat Norman Bates anyway. Right. So, like, it was like, this was like a fruitless discussion for yeah. me. You know what I mean? Like, there was like certain elements where I'm looking at it, I'm like, this person's going to match up with this person. So as we're like getting ready, I'm already thinking of like, who's going to, now that we have these two, who am I going to, like, I'm thinking about, we, we finished the first two categories. And then as we're discussing Frank, I'm already debating like, all right, am I going to go with Hannibal or if I'm going to go uh, like, yes, like I'm not. always thinking two or three moves ahead. No, I'm very in the yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm very at the whatever's coming at me. I just put notes per one. And one of my first ones is when Norman Bates won. And I said, I don't think he'll make it because I don't think people are afraid of him. And when he made it to the end, like I didn't put him in my original guessing final four. I didn't even think he'd make it because I thought people would be like, eh, I'm not really that afraid of him. Yeah. He's just a little, he's a little confused, but yeah, you know, like. Really boy. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think, you know, it's funny. I don't know that I necessarily thought he'd make it as far as he did either. I thought I, there were a couple other ones I would have bet on like you would make it, would have made it farther. I, I think, yeah. I feel like I, I thought that he would go that far just riding the notoriety of Psycho. Oh, just yeah. Psycho being what it is, what it means to the genre. I, I It doesn't surprise me that it got that far because I know at one point, like, you know, the very first one, it's like, how, how are we going to kick out Norman Bates from Psycho in round one? Yeah. You know, kind of thing. So let me ask you a question, because this could change a whole lot as well. Let's say we voted Harry Powell over Norman Bates and had the, the Harry Powell versus Angela. Is Angela the winner of our bracket still? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't know that I would have gone Angela over Harry Powell. I, I, I think, think I would have gone. I think as much I think as I, I love Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, I think and I, I think Harry Powell would have been our winner. I think I still would have voted yeah. him over John Doe. Yeah, I would have. <laughs> like, and I think in the moment, I would have like fallen back to like, Harry Powell didn't want to get caught. 
He's, yeah. you know, no, it's, there's a lot of different scenarios that could have played out with this, which is always, that's why I love these episodes. These are like the most fun episodes to do yeah. sometimes. Because it's, it's a lot of chaos gets sprinkled in, which makes it fun. Um, well, yeah, you yeah. learn a lot about people and we found out that uh, Matt is deceiving. We can't trust him. <laughs> Matt is our ultimate villain. Yeah, I've spent uh, 36 yeah. years cultivating a nice guy attitude yeah. just for this exact just moment for, yeah. to get just, my way. Just to, <laughs> just to corrupt our March Madness episode. It's always the one you least expect. Yeah. And, it's, and it's, he's been playing the long game because this isn't his first March Madness. No, so no, he I've knew, had to work on this. He for, knew that said, years one down day the road, I will have the opportunity to make <laughs> Angela Bates the number one. <laughs> Um, well, this was a lot of fun, you guys. I am pretty excited. I can live with Angela being our big baddie. I think it's a fun uh, way to end. Like, I don't think anybody's going to see this yeah. coming. Woman so killer. There we go. And I mean, like I said at the beginning, I never thought Bev would go out so quick. I thought Bev would yeah. just no, if go. Yeah, with wow. anybody else, I think she would have survived. Would you she was I up against. Voted. I would have voted her over Daddy Meeks any day. Mm. But I wanted her to go through so bad that I was blinded by the fact that she's probably not. Yeah. She's probably not the better of the two as far as like killer status, but I just want, I love her so much. I feel like it happens every March Madness that I've been a part of. And even the ones I listen to is like, you go in with like, okay, I'm going to be unbiased. I'm just going to go based on what (laughs) feels like the right thing. But then as like the numbers dwindle down, then you're just like, no, I fucking love Angela. And I'm going (laughs) to fight for Angela. (laughs) You you kind of like pick that person where it's like, I don't care who I have to backstab to get (laughs) yeah see like I didn't I just went in every matchup I was just kind of like refresh you know kind of go back to like this is how I choose things like I didn't have I feel like I had no loyalty to anyone throughout this entire thing um and like people do it Steve the other ones just nefariously planned to their means to an end (laughs) listen you say a lot of that stuff but if you when you listen back to this episode Mm -hmm. You and I have the exact same hardcore passion for our opinions. You would have played the exact same moves. Now I can tell you if Dr. Giggles was in this. Oh my God. Not even a discussion. Yeah. I mean, it's. See, now I'm excited. Now I know I'm going to watch when I go home today. Because I've never seen Dr. Giggles. I've never seen Dr. Giggles. Well, here's a question. Do you like Leprechaun 1? Yes. Then you'll be okay. Yeah, okay. you'll be fine. Wow, maybe I need to rewatch. I barely remember. You know yeah. what? Might be a Doctor Giggle set all around. Although I did talk about it to watching Titan, so I'm like pretty excited that I get to like uh, Titan is on uh, Hulu now. The one from the chick who did Raw. The one we were talking, Steve was talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Where, where he bangs a car. Where she bangs, where a, car. She bangs a car. Yeah. And I, I, that was my pitch to my husband, which weirdly didn't go as well as I was hoping. I was like, I think she bangs a car. And he was like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but it can't be any worse than uh, I could sit through Texas Chainsaw yesterday. He was like on his phone within 10 minutes. <laughs> my, my favorite thing is to find something crazy like that that deals with any sort of, you know, like a woman getting banged by a car and immediately going to the ghouls with it. <laughs> like, I don't even, I don't even stop and go and collect $200. I just keep going. And, oh, I got tell him there's a chick that bangs a car <laughs> i'm so excited I, I, like i said my biggest question is, is is there consent on all sides here i don't i don't understand <laughs> well how can a car do that does it like rev once rev right. twice? Like, like, how how once yeah, for yes, honks, honks so right. twice for now <laughs> Listen, if, there's, if there's a leak in the fluid i think we all have the answer all right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i've been on a i've been on a, a documentary kick lately mm. i'm doing some mindless work at work scanning some endless patient charts so I like have my little phone right next to the screen and I'm able to do it. 
I watched that one that you were talking about, uh, Closed for Storm. Oh, yeah. yeah that was actually pretty interesting. I, I really yeah. liked it. It's uh, basically the Six Flags in New Orleans, a failing amusement park that then is bought by Six Flags. Mm-hmm. And like, hell yeah, like business is booming. Yeah. Katrina. Yeah. And then the aftermath of everything that happened. And actually, as of what, when the documentary came out last year, year before, the sign mm-hmm. is still there. It doesn't say Six Flags, but it says closed for storm because they were closing for Katrina preparations. Wow. Yeah. Never yeah. opened up again. And it's kind of like going wow. through about like the aftermath. It is. It's on uh, HBO Max, I think. Uh, two documentary yeah. recommendations for you to add on there if you haven't watched them yet. Um, you Cannot Kill David Arquette, okay. which is the documentary about three or four years ago when David Arquette decided he was going to get into professional wrestling for real and like almost died doing it. Wow. Um, I'm telling you, he is such like a weirdly well-rounded, I have my hands in so many pie kind of people. Yeah. You know, he's a trained Bob Ross I painter. Yeah. Like he, David Arquette is kind of just like, he's a jack of all trades. He's adorable. And, then the, sucks bad if and then the other one is called Bathtubs Over Broadway. Okay. And it's about the industrial musicals of the 60s and 70s, oh. which was like, think of like Mad Men era sales. For their yearly sales meetings, they would hire Broadway writers, directors, and actors to do a one-day performance about their product. What? And they would make these specialty albums to give the sales guys. But then when those sales guys died, their families didn't know what these records were and just oh. gave them to record shops. So it's like all these people who were never, ever supposed to know that this thing existed started finding these soundtracks to musicals that never existed. And it was like this guy like starts tracking down like the writers and the actors from these Broadway shows and interviewing them about like, what was it like? It was fascinating. Sounds really cool. So both high recommended and also yay, Angela won. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so thank you both so much for being here with us. We really appreciate um, you joining us and the fun of March Madness is always a good time. Thanks for spending this time with us. Again, guys, where can we find you? Matt Kelly, one more time. Give us give us where we can find you. Uh, if you want to start a podcast, hit up weknowpodcasting.com. If you want to listen to most of my shows, hit up geekscape.net and you'll find pretty much all of them except for Popping Your Cherry with Mary Carey, which you can just find by searching Popping Your Cherry with Mary Carey on any podcasting app. Uh, you can find us at Analog Jones at the Temple of Film. Uh, we're on a hiatus right now, but we review VHS podcasts. We will be back as soon as I find another co-host. And if you have a recommendation for when we come back, it's analogjonestof at gmail.com. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, give us your opinions. Let us know how you think it should have gone. And uh, give us your love, hate, uh, and everything in between at uh, jerseyghouls.com or on any of the social media platforms. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. listening to the Geekscape Network.